0: All right, here we go. Welcome, everybody. Bob Stauffer, Brennan Escott with you, along with Jeff Walker. This is uh, Oilers Now, the Thursday edition. Uh, Split squad day uh, in the National Hockey League to start uh, the the preseason off where maybe uh, teams get uh, multiple looks at, uh, at players and that sort of thing. And it's a split squad show today. I'll have the first hour of the show. And uh, Brendan Escott Scott will have hour number two. We got a lot to get to for Oilers now, which is brought to you by our title sponsor, World of Spas. Opening hour for our friends at Century Casino, Edmonton. Every day is game day at the Century Casino Sports Bar and Lounge. Head to Century Casino on 131st Ave and Fort Road. Uh, An esteemed member of the uh, sports journalism group out there in the country, Ron McLean from Hockey Night in Canada, and the only Mormon player in the NHL, Derek Ryan, will join us today at 5.15, but we're going to talk about defense. Uh, Not religion on this edition of Oilers Now. Uh, Because you know what? Derek's not a guy that would talk about religion. That's just how he rolls. Uh, Anyways, Derek Ryan coming up. Rob McClain in hour number one. In hour number two, I'm going to make my way to one of nine events that I had over a three-week span. Uh, And Brendan Escott's going to jump in. He's going to have a sit-down one-on-one conversation with Edmonton Oil Kings General Manager Kurt Hill. uh, For our friends at uh, GCL... Diesel, Louis DeBrusque at 6.05 today. Curt Hill at 6.35. Ron McLean, 5.35. Derek Ryan, 5.15. So jam-packed edition of the show. The Oilers coming off a 2-1 um, overtime victory last night on a goal by Connor McDavid after a brilliant stretch pass from Evan Bouchard. And uh, they're now down preseason 1-1 one, one, and 3, and we're all saying the same thing in oil country. Let's get to the regular season and make sure nobody gets hurt. Here's how you get hold of us. You can reach us on the River Creek Resort Casino Hotline. Don't miss Reuben and Clay 20, the tour live at the River Creek this Saturday, September 30th. Get your tickets now at the the RiverCreekResortCasino.com. Excitement. Ben, we're going to bring Brendan Escott in right here, right now. Brendan, do you know when we're going to start doing this giveaway for our Jay Woodcroft night at the River Creek coming up in about a week and a half? I can't hear you. Okay, hold on a sec. There we go.
2: And hello, hello. No, oh, that's, you know what? Some would say I just sounded better, but I
0: think this sounds a little See, better. Self deprecation gets you everywhere. I just want to establish <laughs> that right now.
2: Okay. Uh, sorry, what was the question? Uh, when are we going to start this uh, opportunity to win and
0: you're in your end for the Jay Woodcroft?
2: Okay. Well, if you've already been listening to 630 Chat throughout the day, you would have heard one of these promos running. The cue to call is going to go out next week. Okay. So make sure you keep listening. We've got a pretty cool prize. Okay.
0: I'm glad you know what's going on because I get, I'm getting a lot of emails. Right now, that's uh, all I'm going to tell you.
2: It's because I don't leave the building. I just sleep here, and then I come
0: back upstairs and go to You're work. A young again. man, that's the price you got to pay. <laughs> you got to decide how bad you want this. paying money. my dues, man. That's how it goes. Our top story for Legacy Heating and Cooling—whether it's heating or cooling—you need to get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. The Oilers were busy today. Uh, they made several moves. Released from tryouts and will report to Bakersfield of American Hockey League. Six foot six goaltender Tyler Parks, defenseman Xavier Bernard, defenseman uh, six foot seven Noah Gansky, defenseman Jake Johnson, defenseman Connor uh, Corcoran, uh, forward Cam Wright forward cure Linden, forward Dino Cambites, forward Ethan D. Uh, Young. None of those guys got into any preseason action. Also loaned to Bakersfield under contract, Max Wanner, he played in Winnipeg, so too to Ty Tulio. Jake Chason, who's missed some time over the last couple of years. He might start in Bakersfield, but I think there's a good chance he ends up back in Saskatoon in the Western League. Jaden Grube, who played in Winnipeg, Carl Berglund, who played in Winnipeg, and Matfi Petrov. Interesting. Petrov uh, thought he might get another game, but he didn't. And uh, those were the moves the Oilers made today. Here's the schedule for Edmonton. They practice tomorrow morning at 10.30. The team will fly tomorrow at 3.30. Brennan will have the first hour. Our uh, first 45 minutes or so of orders now. Uh, tomorrow, as we get the lead into the first battle of Alberta, albeit a preseason tilt, I would suggest you it would be light in high end talent for the orders in that game. I'm just going to hazard a guess in terms of the makeup of the lineup. So, the orders play Friday in Calgary. It's an up and back for the organization. Then, on Saturday, they fly to Vancouver. Uh, the team afterwards is going to uh, make the trip into Seattle and play Monday. Uh, in Seattle. So they'll have Sunday in Seattle for uh, a team event. Our top story for legacy heating and cooling whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payment no interest for a year, that's how you build a legacy Legacy heating and cooling. Elsewhere in the NHL, as we look at NHL today, for Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandise specialist head to ElitePromomarketing.com Drew Shamohorn and his staff. Brendan, uh, what's shaking uh, around the rest of the league? There were a couple of interesting guys placed on waivers today. Yeah, most certainly.
2: Ty Smith, who uh, people and Lloyd Minster will be well uh, versed with. And Spencer Martin is uh, a goaltender out of the Canucks program that I was surprised to see. Just 28 years old, former third round pick in his day. But Ty Smith, a first round pick. I think he made a world junior team once upon a time as well. I mean, I'm not sure what's going on there with that player. Well, what
0: happened is... Uh, wait a second. Yeah, got to turn the button on. There we go. Hey, what's that button for? Things you never want to hear when you're on a uh, spaceship. Uh, anyhow, look, what happened is the guys who made the trade were Ron Hextel and Brian Burke. They traded John Marino for Ty Smith, and then Smith basically got beat out by uh, P.O. Joseph in Pittsburgh a year ago, and Smith spent a lot of time down in the minors. He's an undersized guy. He does not have elite offensive instincts. He's a good two-way defender. He can really skate, and I think they're trying to get him down early. I I think they're trying to sneak him down on the minors at the start because they think they might end up losing this guy in waivers. So I think that's what's going on. Changing, you know what? Change in uh, management. By the way, do you know who drafted uh, Martin? The goaltender. Uh, Rick Pracy? Nicely done. Yeah. There you go. Good work.
2: All right. Good All work. right. Colorado pick once upon a time. Another goaltender in Tampa, Bob. This is a big hit. Andre Vasilevsky. Surgery to fix a, a lumbar issue in his back. He's going to miss the first couple months of the season. So that's, uh, I, don't, I don't know if there's a bigger loss in net around the league over the last several years. The Oil Kings are hosting the Lethbridge Hurricanes this weekend. Tomorrow, 7 o'clock, puck drop at Rogers Place Sunday at four o'clock, we'll have much more with Kurt Hill at 6:35 today, the GM of the Oil Kings and uh, Golden Bears kick off the Canada West regular season campaign on the West Coast tomorrow and Saturday against the UBC Thunderbirds.
0: UBC's got a real good program, led by a coach whose nickname was six foot ten Sven when he coached or when he played in the WHL. It's Sven Butenschon who had a cup of coffee with the Edmonton Oilers. So a matchup tomorrow of two former uh, Edmonton Oilers players, Ian Herberts against. Ben boot and John. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to head off to a quick timeout. It 5:14 at Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers. Now when we come back, we'll get into the Oilers Now audio vault for direct work, where we're going to talk a little about defense, uh, hear a comment from Jay Woodcroft, as well as Leon Dreisettle, and then get to our sit down one-on-one conversation with Derek Ryan. You're listening to Oilers. Now
1: with threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial.
0: Five seventeen in Edmonton. Cracker Jack is Texas on the Ashley Fine floor. His text line out of uh, Saskatchewan says, Bob, Brandon Sutter looks a bit slow, don't you think? Maybe get him on a two-way deal and see if he can uh, play his way up after winding him up and get him as a call-up. Um, let's give him a couple more games here in preseason. He's going to get the games. I'm going to guarantee you that. We go into the orders now, Audio Vault, for direct workwear. Uh, announcing their women's only workwear store is now open. It's located four doors north of direct workwear location on Gateway Boulevard. Find out more at womensworkwear.ca. All right, we'll start with Jay Woodcroft. The Oilers have placed a great emphasis in preseason on defending better. Remember, they led at one time or another in all six of the playoff games against the Vegas Golden Knights and lost the series. Uh, the Golden Knights went on to win the Stanley Cup. Jay Woodcroft had this uh, to say when asked, "Is it possible to defend better and score as much?"
2: I think so. I think it is. I think, um, and I think that's where we're at in the life stage of our team. Now, is it 10 goals difference here or there? Maybe, um, but I think our team has the horses to st- score enough goals to win, to to be at the top of the table when it comes to goals for in the National Hockey League, uh, while at the same time work towards being in the top 10 uh, defensively as well.
0: And as for Leon Dreisettle finished with 128 points last season. He too was asked, "Can you defend better and still score as much?" We can't change our game. You know, there's a lot of reasons why we've made it to the conference finals and in the second round, to
1: um, because of how good of an offensive team we are. You know, you can't lose that. Um, but there's little things that we need to tweak um, in our defensive game that um, you know we're, we're all willing to do, and we have been, and just. Um, continue to to chip away at
0: that. All right. Uh, now we're going to hear from Derek Ryan, and he is going to go into pretty specific detail, which is not a surprise, coming up on a little bit of philosophical shift in terms of how the Oilers are defending. Derek Ryan is our Oilers Now headliner. It is brought to you by Wilhawk Beef Jerky. It's the best you've ever tasted. Search for Wilhawk. W-I-L-H-A-U-K today. Trenton staff at Wilhawk. They're the best. And here's Derek Ryan. Well, Derek, the team's uh, played three preseason games now. You guys have had, you know, a week of training camp. Uh, and a lot of the guys were in town before, obviously, for the captain skates. What are you seeing so far as an experienced veteran with, uh, with this group? Yeah,
1: I like our group. I like where our focus is at. We're working hard every day, uh, working on some new systems. And, um, yeah, I just like the mentality. I think it's a great culture in there. Guys are happy and excited to be coming to the rink every day. And um, we're working on growing our game. It's September after all, so um, working on getting better every day, and um, I like that
0: mentality out of our group. All right, so I can make numbers work. You've known that for a long, long time. And I'll give you an illustration. You're one of two players in the league that's played over 500 games, 500 more games. Uh, starting at the age of 29 or later, Jay Woodcroft, since coming aboard as head coach, has got the uh, second best record in the National Hockey League over 120 games. Ken Holland, since being GM of the Oilers, has got the eighth best record in the league. He took over a 25th place team. So those are the numbers. But here's a number for you, and maybe part of the reason why the systems are changing a little bit. You guys had one goal leads in all six games against Vegas, mm-hmm. lost the series, and it was a hard loss for you guys. So maybe educate people it, it, on on. Your sense of some of the system changes and how quickly they're being implemented into a training camp. Sometimes you don't see that right away. So, what's what's your thought process on what Jay and his staff are attempting to do?
1: Well, I think we're just trying to limit chances, limit goals against. I think that, I mean, what are, we're number one in the league in goals for. I think so. Uh, scoring goals is not an issue. I know that's what uh, looks good. It's what people look for and sexy. People want people people want us to score goals, but I think. Um, you know, limiting chances, limiting grade A chances specifically, and then limiting goals against is how we're going to have success, where and when we want to have success, which is in the postseason. So, um, yeah, Jay's tried uh, implementing these new systems right away because he knows it's a change we need to make. And, um, you know, we've only played, what, three preseason games so far. We're early in the season, early in the preseason, but I think we've started off, you
0: know, Limiting our chances, which is um, chances against, which is the goal. How much of it is in the defensive zone, and how much of it is in terms of how you play in the neutral zone? Because it's pretty clear to me in the open A training camp that was a different look in the neutral zone.
1: Yeah, both. Yeah, D zone structure and neutral zone structure are both different. So both are about. Um, obviously protecting our end, uh, getting back to our end on retrievals, which happens a lot, especially as the season wears on. In the postseason, uh, puck get dumped in a lot, and we have to be able to have rehearsed retrievals on those uh, dump ins And uh, then diesel specifically, we're working on you know protecting the important parts of the ice, and that might mean that we spend more time in the defensive zone because we're holding our zones and our lanes and our positions a little more. But um, that longer those longer lengths of time in our zone will be um, theoretically, hypothetically to the outside in the
0: perimeter. We're joined by Edmonton Waters forward Derek Ryan, Bob Stoffer with you orders know, now. You know, Derek, uh, in the NFL, zone defense started when Bob Kaye's <coughs> mid-60s at the Dallas Cowboys after he was the world 100 meter champion or you know, 100yard champion back in the day and nobody could cover them, so they went to too deep zone to cover them. In basketball, uh, as the game got more athletic and more creative with the influx of black players, that changed how teams had to defend and they had to play more zone, and the scoring went down, so the league basically outlawed uh, a fair amount of zone defense. Hockey was the last sport to really embrace playing a modified zone, but you played at a program at the U of A that played a little bit of it, so you've had it at various steps of your way during your yep. career, have you not? Yeah, you're always a source of obscure uh, sports history there. I love age. that. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah, I've definitely played my fair share of man early on in my junior career and then mostly zone for, throughout my professional career. So, yeah, I've played both. Um, both are useful in different situations, but I think um, we just want to limit those mistakes that result in grade A's because in a zone coverage you have layers of of protection there. And um, I don't know, I think of the goal, I can't remember game, what game it was against Vegas at home where Marshall Show ends up kind of in front of our net all alone. Game six, six tap-in. And, uh, you know, under a zone coverage, you have your prote- layers of protection there, and that doesn't happen.
0: And that's what they played against seven. That's, that's right. That's what they played against you guys, Yeah,
1: exactly, right? which they inherited from Boston, the same structure. With Cassidy. Yeah, exactly, with Cassidy. So... I mean, those are the situations, that's just one example of a situation we're trying to limit that, where mistakes are going to happen. It's a game of hockey, it's the highest level, but uh, mistakes happen all the time, and uh, when those do happen in the in the D zone, we want to have layers of protection where it doesn't result in a, a guy all alone in front of our net.
0: You signed a two-year contract, you're 36, how do you feel at this point uh, through, uh, you know, I mean, like you say, you've been in town basically for the month, but... Where are you at through the first uh, seven or eight days of training camp?
1: I feel great. Uh, I've never felt better. I feel like I'm um, young and uh, have lots of energy. Um, recovery's fine, and um, just excited to get going with the group. So, yeah, uh, age is just a number for me. But, um, me just, too. it's <laughs> what I tell myself every day, but I'm um, just showing up to the rink every day ready to grind.
0: It's an amazing story, really. A guy that uh, did not make it to the NHL until the age of 29. He's now at 500. Uh, career NHL game played It's remarkable. Him and Pierre-Edward Belmar, the only two guys in the league that have accomplished that. All right, uh, it is currently 525 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers now. Bob Stoffer, Brendan Escott, uh, Jeff Walker with you. Here's the deal, Brendan. Uh, Derek Ryan went into a fair amount of detail uh, on that for us. So I'm going to pose the question for the listeners on the Ashley Fine floor text line. Are you comfortable if the Oilers make a concerted effort to give up less if it means that they score less. Like goal scoring sexy, right? The others are the highest scoring team in the league last year. They're highly entertaining to watch. They're on the most in the uh, national broadcast games in the States, 18. Uh, if they score, if they give up 40 fewer, well, let's be realistic. Let's say they give up 25 fewer goals, but score 25 fewer. You comfortable with that? Text us on the Ashley Fine Flores text line. Or do you think it's not, like, because I'm going to tell you, if they give up 25 fewer goals, they're probably going to be top 12 in goals against. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I mean, this is...
0: Uh, <laughs>
2: it's funny because I thought your point projections for all of the Oilers players were low. Yep. Now I understand why. Because they're not going to be prioritizing anything but defense. So do you
0: think I might have been privy to that knowledge that that was going to be an area of focus for the team? Yeah, I think there might have been something
2: to that for sure. Because it's all we've heard since camp started from the big guys, from the coach, from everything. And uh, I think when you look at it from 30,000 30, feet, makes a lot
0: of sense. So the team finished 17th in the league in goals. Against, they were ninth after they acquired Mattia Eckel, Made an easy schedule down the stretch. If they let's let's say they finish in the top ten in goals against, and finish in the top five in goals for. It's all good. Doesn't matter if they're first or second or goals for. Yeah, I would suggest, they, and they're going to be up there by accident.
2: They're going to be up there because of the talent that they have. So you can focus your effort on defending. Because
0: we do want to be entertained. That's part of the game. And by the way, in sixteen seventeen, they were eighth and eighth, eighth in goals for and eighth in goals against in the league. Let's be clear.
2: Connor McDavid played an exhibition game for fun last night and had the crowd pretty entertained by the end of it. So I, I'm not worried about that. Um, or even a, a, redu- a reduction in scoring coming at the expensive, exciting hockey. I think that we can have both of those things.
0: The score in arguably the most important game in Edmonton Oilers history, game one of the 1984 Stanley Cup final against the New York Islanders, one Nothing. A third liner, Kevin McClellan, scored the goal. This after the the Orders were swept by the Islanders in the series in 1983, when Edmonton was the favorite that year, despite the fact that the Islanders had already won three straight Stanley Cups and third, like I don't know how many consecutive playoffs. I guess I couldn't figure it out because they were 19 in a row until they lost to Edmonton in '84. So we'll work backwards. Three, 16. They'd won 15 straight playoff series before that Stanley Cup final, and somehow the Orders were the favorite in '83 because of the perception of the ability to score. Off to a global news, weather, traffic update to a Boston Bruins fan, Randy Kilburn, who's wondering, hey, is my team going to be able to score this year? And back with Ron McClain for Century Casino Sports Bar when we return.